0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Went to Mo Kings Meadow. I'm your host, Dean, and this week we've got not just one, but two Chelsea victories to discuss. On Wednesday, Chelsea cruised to a 5-0 lead in their UEFA Champions League tie with Benfica. And on Sunday, continued their challenge for the WSL title with a hard-fought 1-0 win over Brighton and Hove Albion. We'll be discussing those games, plus celebrating Super Fran Kirby becoming the club's record goalscorer, with her bracing that win over Benfica. Milly Bright reaching 150 appearances. Captain Magda Eriksson and Bethany England both reaching 100 appearances for the club. Plus, we'll look ahead at our next fixtures against Benfica in the Champions League second leg and Tottenham Hotspur on Sunday in the WSL. This is episode 5 of Wintermo King's Meadow Kingsmeadow, entitled Milestones. Now, as we're just getting started out, we need your help to spread the word and let people know that there's a podcast all about this wonderful women's team, and it's called Went to Mo King's Meadow, available from the Chelsea Fancast platform. So if you enjoy this episode, tag us in a tweet, share us on Instagram, leave a review on Apple Podcast, as it helps more supporters find the show, and we'd really appreciate the help in that. Uh, now, joining me this week, as ever, is my wonderful co-host, Jane. Jane, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, thank you, Dean. How are you?
0: I'm very well, thank you. Um, Busy day, I was looking forward to the football tomorrow, but now I'm going to have to watch it on a stream, but we'll get into that. Um, let's get into it, shall we? Yeah. Benfica, Fika. So
1: So, Chelsea lined up for that game in a four four two formation. We had Berger in goal, Miel de Bright, Ericsson, Anderson in defence, Kirby, Ingle, G and Brighton in midfield. That left us with England and Harder up front. Emma Hayes used all five of her available subs, bringing on Carter for Anderson at half-time. Then on the 61st minute, she made four changes, which were Fleming for Mielder, Torres Dottie for Ericsson, Cuthbert for Kirby and Charles for G. That left Telford, Ormond, Blunder, Alls, Spence and Kerr as the unused subs. Chelsea had 12, sh- 12 shots, eight on target to Ben Fika's Nine shots, five on target. Chelsea had five corners to Benfica's three. Chelsea committed seven fouls to Benfica's five but picked up just one yellow card compared to Benfica's two yellows and one red.
0: So that's you know all the stats you need to know. Let's look at the action. You know, Chelsea went into this game as big favourites and they wasted little time confirming their superiority over their opponents with Fang Kirby scoring after just 80 seconds to give us a lead. Um, Harder took three Benfica's defenders down the left hand side. The ball into the box was, I'm gonna say, expertly dummied by England. She definitely meant that. Uh, and Kirby said thank you very much and you know, got that record from Enia Luko. In the 29th minute, Mini Bright doubled the lead. She peeled off the back post and head home Wrighton's wonderful free kick. And four minutes later a slick through ball from Wrighton gave Kirby her second of the game. Uh, then, right on half time, Brighton got a hat trick of assists as Harder headed home from her corner kick after some poor goalkeeping, it must be said. Um, England compounded the misery on our Portuguese counterparts in the 54th minute as a tackle on G fell into her path and she made no mistake getting her first Champions League goal. A very professional performance from Chelsea. You really had this game on by half time being followed up. Uh, Jane, what did you make of the performance of the team?
1: Unfortunately, I didn't actually get to watch the game. Being at work, I saw odd bits of the game. I think I managed to catch a couple of the goals, and I saw the foul the Benfica player gave, who got sent off. But I've watched the highlights back, and like Dean said, no Wikipedia, no good. I would have to agree with him there. I didn't think well, wouldn't be winning them with such a like, high goal. I didn't think they were. All that But it could have just been One of those days And they might have come out Tomorrow Bigger than better
0: Yeah There's a bit of The unknown We weren't really sure What we were, were up against But you know I'm just going to stick with No Wikipedia No good As my um, mantra For every game That we play um, Going forward um, You got some quotes <laughs> from Emma Hayes on the game?
1: Yeah, She said I love this competition I've worked hard To build a team That will progress To the later stages of it but we need to push it to break into that top group. We've worked a whole year to get back into the tournament, so we haven't taken this game lightly. A good start was essential. It was a good chance to give exposure to the young players so I can see things like their positional play. Doing that will help them develop.
0: Yeah, so a good start was essential, and they certainly got that. You know, 80 seconds, Frank Kirby, you know, scoring that goal. And and from then, sort of was able to watch the first half, it's a bit of an odd kickoff time, three o'clock in the afternoon on a on a weekday. But um you know, it sort of settled the team down and you could see straight away that the levels between these two teams was huge. And you know, Emma made a lot of changes after half time to sort of rest this team. Um, some of the players, we've got, you know, a lot of games coming up before Christmas and that sort of didn't stutter the team as such, but you know, it didn't weren't as free flowing as it was in the first half. And, you know, when you've when you're four new up. You know, the motivation to go and, you know, put in that level of performance in the second half obviously isn't as much because the game's won. And I'm sure Emma probably would have said to them, you know, take it easy, you know, not the ball around, just keep possession, keep yourself sort of fresh and, you know, just keep switched on. And they did that. Um, Jane, did you see obviously the goals you see right in with a hat trick of assists? Uh, good game yep, from her another good performance did. from her
1: yeah I think like Guru's on she's been outstanding quite a few games she's played recently and to get like all like three assists on last Wednesday was amazing for her
0: yeah I think um, you know if we're going to say anything about this game it's it's got to be no Wikipedia no good
1: <laughs> that is yeah. the new that is what we say
0: yeah, new merch available soon. Um, <laughs> let's move on. Sunday afternoon saw Chelsea return to league action with a trip to Brighton, Hove Albion. Um, Jane, run us through the important information on this one.
1: So Chelsea lined up in a four-two-three-one formation with Berger in goal. The back four of Miel, De Bright, Ericsson and Anderson. Leopold and G in midfield pivot and Kirby Harder and Cuthbert sporting current attack. Emma Hayes used all three available subs with Ingle and Wrighton replacing Jean Cuffett after the 66th minute and England replacing Harder on the 80th minute. This left Torres Dotted, Blundell, Carter, Fleming, Charles and Telford as unused substitutes. Stats-wise, Chelsea had 63 possession to Brighton's 37%. 13 shots, 6 on target to Brighton's 4 shots, 0. Brighton's Four shots, zero on target. Three corners compared with zero for Brighton and seven fouls to Brighton's eight.
0: Yeah, tough conditions, tough game, uh, tough opposition. You know, as we saw last season, when we needed that injury time goal to rescue a point there. Um, Jane, tell me you watched this one. What was your thoughts on this game?
1: Yeah, I did watch it. I watched it whilst wrapping Christmas presents. <laughs> um, I didn't think... We played as well as we could have done for a team like Brighton. I thought it was going to be a lot easier than it was. Like after this, when they came back up the second half, I said like they're going to come out and get some more goals in, but it just wasn't. It definitely wasn't what I expected.
0: Yeah, it really was a game with a few, so few standout moments. Um, but one did come in the twenty first minute when Harder's cross from the left was. Know, beautifully headed home by Sam Kerr her fourth goal in, in two WSL games now um so you can see from the stats actually that Brighton um, zero shots on target you know this was more about them digging in stopping Chelsea playing you know you've got to give them credit for that because they did battle very hard and you know Chelsea didn't have a second on the ball and then you got the conditions as well it wasn't a great day um the pitch didn't look great either and that played played its part in frustrating the team um do you think Emma will just be thankful for getting out with, with three points this year?
1: I think it will. Obviously, last year, we only managed to get the one point. We had Adelina Engman equalise quite far on in the game. So, like last year, we was lucky to get a point And this year, we were lucky to get away with three points. Brighton did have quite a few chances. And I did think near the end of the game, we were going to, potentially lose it so i think emma will be happy that we've got the three points
0: yeah some good quotes from her actually after the game i'll just um quote her a bit here she says if you want to win leagues you have to grind results out that's what it's about winning leagues and we have the experience of doing that over the years it can't always be pretty every week and it can't always be multiple goals it's about getting the job done and it's only when you look back on the season and you look at games like this to realize how big it is you know, she's absolutely right there. with What she says about you know grinding out results because they, they had to do that. You know, the game against West Ham as well. You know, they really put Chelsea under pressure, and we're sort of previewing these games, sort of saying there's so much golfing quality, which there is. You know, why do you think it is that we're not sort of blowing teams away as in recent in recent weeks?
1: Um, I think like the likes of West Ham and Brighton, they have been playing well. I know when Brighton played City, I think they came away with a draw. Um, So for Brighton to come away with a draw against City, like, that's fantastic. And, like, they've got the players. It's just, like, their performances have been good. So it's just, like, it's getting... The teams are getting tougher and tougher as, like, the WSL progresses. At some stage, we're all going to be, like, top clubs that everyone's fighting for.
0: Yeah, I think it's actually, you know good for the league, really, that teams like Brighton and West Ham are, you know, putting up great performances against the big teams. And it's not just, you know, Chelsea, City, Arsenal, sort of Man United winning 6-0 every week until they play each other, and then you have a good game. I think it's actually really good that, you know, we're seeing good performances from from all the teams in the league. Well, most teams in the leagues, so to speak. You know, and I think if they wasn't winning, you could probably be a bit more critical of the performance uh, you know, but 29 games unbeaten. You know, another three points. That's quite an achievement, considering you know the some of the quality players that we've got in this league. Anyone hoping this would be a long match review on those two games? I'm sorry, but you know, there's more important things to discuss. It's four players with you know big milestones. Let's start with you know Super Frank Kirby. I think that's the one to start in that Benfica game. As we've said, she um, scored her sixty ninth and seventieth goal, overtaking Anya Luco to become Chelsea Women's all time record goal scorer. I remember her personally signing, sort of one of the first that Chelsea sort of put out there in the mainstream, sort of on par with the men signing. Really, you know, she was sort of hyped up of being, you know, one of the best players available, and, and Chelsea managed to sign her. Uh, Jane talk us through your thoughts on Fran and your know, favorite memories of some of her goals.
1: Fran has to be when I first like went to my first game she'd always like since then still is like one of my favorite players. Like my favorite I think my favorite goal of hers would be the one she scored at Wembley in the FA Cup final. That was like my first it wasn't my first final at Wembley. But it was obviously the first one I saw that we were winning. It was just always, it'll always be like something to remember her by. And like, you're always going to have good memories of her playing. And like, to be able to train with her last year as well, that's always going to be like a moment that will stick with me. We asked on the Chelsea Women Supporters Group what they thought like their favourite memories and moments were. So I'm going to read out them for everyone. So Kerry Evans said for Fran there is many. One is when she scored a hat trick versus Florentina away. She celebrated and turned and celebrated with the fans. Louise Bradshaw, Fran scoring against City in the FA Cup semi-final. Meg just seeing her come back after all that time out is so inspiring. And she is just so amazing and strong and strong. Nicola Angel, Fran scoring at Wembley versus Arsenal was our first ever Chelsea game. And she came over to us at the end and made a proper effort and had a photo with us. Chloe, Fran is the reason I started supporting Chelsea. Meeting her when playing against Sunderland for the title in 2015 was incredible. Then meeting her ever since. So lovely and an incredible player. Still underrated, to be honest, not by Chelsea fans. Chris, Fran made her debut against Birmingham back in 2015. Coming off the bench, her awareness of where to position herself and the movement of the ball were immediately apparent to all who though who were there. Within 15 minutes, she had scored her first Chelsea ladies' goal and the rest, as they say, is history. Um, Peter Kennedy, I'm new to the women's game this year, but Fran would appear to be the Peter Osgood of the team, the Queen of King's Meadow. Wendy Chapel, Fran scoring at Wembley in the FA Cup 2018, and the way she has come back after being out for most of last season has been phenomenal. She's back to her best, if not better. Um, Oli, the goal against Bayern Munich was an amazing moment. Hannah, I realise I've mentioned this game twice in a row now. The winner in the 120th minute versus City never celebrated one goal more. Kai, the away goal against Bayern Munich, what a hit has to be that.
0: Yeah, some great moments there. The ones that sort of stand out for me are from Meg, and then also what sort of Wendy mentioned there about the way she come back from her injuries. You know, she's really suffered, but you know, she's got that mentality and that drive to just keep going and keep coming back and to come back better than you were. You know, makes you you a really special person, not just a really special player. And I think we are blessed to sort of have Fran in this team, and you know, we shouldn't underestimate. The quality that she's got, and when you look back on her career, when she you know hangs up her boots or, or leaves Chelsea, hopefully a long time into the future, you know we will have we will say you know we were there, we saw Fran, you know play live, and you know we've got these great memories of her. On to the next milestone now, Millie Bright, 150 appearances. What can you say about her? Really, you know, a worry in that defence. For me. You know, you compare her to John Terry because you know you think of the warrior spirit in her, but also her ability on the ball just gets overlooked. And John Terry had that same sort of issue—not issue as such—but people didn't rate him as a footballer, but he was fantastic. And, and Millie's just just like that. Jane, your um, sort of thoughts on Millie, and we've got some more comments as well from the women supporters group.
1: Yeah, like you said, she's just like she's amazing. Basically, to put it simply. She is amazing. Like some of the like goals she has scored, especially last year when we played Birmingham away, she, I think it was like two passes. She ran, ran the whole length of the pitch and she just belted it in. So that's my favourite goal of hers. Um, Kerry Evans said Millie scored a rocket away, scored a rocket away at City. I just remember Louise Bradshaw jumping on me. Louise Bradshaw put, I was about to write mine was Millie scoring away at City, it meant everything to her, I think to score in a pivotal match and I did nearly take Harry out and nearly jumped on the pitch too. Meg, Millie's goal versus Man City was absolutely fantastic, I can watch it over and over again, it was just incredible. Chris, Millie's first half goal in last season 6-0 against Birmingham at Solihull Moors was sheer perfection starting the move off in her own half and then finishing with position and power has to be my favourite moment of her in a blue shirt. Wendy, Millie, agree with Chris on that one. She was outstanding. And the pass to Beth too for her to score was just outstanding.
0: Yeah, some lovely sort of mentions there when you're sort of thinking about a centre half and there's only mentions for great goals and that's you know, sort of echoes what I was saying about her ability on the ball. You know, being you know fantastic, sort of she could probably play midfield with you know her, her talent. Should we move on to her defensive partner, the captain, Magda Eriksson? She reached a hundred appearances for the club. Her leadership and influence on this team cannot be overstated. Jane, talk us through her incredible Chelsea career so far.
1: She has done so well since signing for Chelsea a few years back. Obviously, she is now captain. She took over from. Karen when Karen retired like she's achieved so much from being with the club and since she took over as captain like winning that trophy back in February um, and she has done some brilliant goals too everyone that we asked had all said they've actually all said the same goal so Mia Eriksson said Magda's bicycle slash over the head kick versus Liverpool Louise, Magda definitely the bicycle kick goal. Wendy, Magda the bicycle kick has to be up there. I think seeing her lift that first trophy as a captain was so special as well. That was our last game we all went to.
0: Yeah, some great videos of that um cup final and, and the celebrations afterwards. What I will say about Magda is for someone to come into the club from a foreign country and to established themselves as a as a leader and a captain said something so special about them and to get the culture of sort of the english game and of the club so quickly and you know she's the center of everything that the club does does well with its supporters and we would be a worse team without her in in it for sure she's um you know fantastic i think she brings out the best in millie as well they complement each other we see them play together we see their understanding They look fantastic together. You know, what more can you say? Amazing, as you said, Jane. Now, let's move on to our last milestone. Another 100 appearances, this time for a striker. Bethany England, her 10-minute appearance on Sunday. Saw her reach that, you know, milestone for the Blues. Universally loved at Kings Meadow, A natural goal scorer, a terrific talent. Jane wax lyrical about Bethany England
1: We have had a lot of comments I think we got the most for Beth like she is such a brilliant player like last season she was like on form scoring goals I think she was second top goal scorer in the league which is amazing Um, Nicola Angel said I think above all her playing moments she has a heart of gold and wears her heart on her sleeve she stays out after every game and signs autographs and has photos of every single person that would like, regardless of the weather. She is a fan's favourite and this is certainly one of the reasons why. She has scored countless important goals for us to get us into finals. I think semi-final winning goal in Conti Cup as well. Kerry Evans, everything she's overcome to reach 100 appearance. Had to play wing back to get into the team when she first joined then going on loan to Liverpool any player that's gone on loan hasn't come back to Chelsea and look at her now Louise she has the greatest story of really having to find herself from kicking ass, scoring at Johnny Bales and being on loan at Liverpool as Kerry said was the hardest and at the same time one of the rewarding spells in her career when she returned which she wasn't sure would happen she opened fire on the league and proved what She's made of scoring at Stamford Bridge, but the Conti Cup winner will always stay with me. She has come over to the fans to celebrate, showing her passion for the club and is always and always after a game, wherever we are, and that's why she's a ledge. Danny, winning the Conti Cup with the last kick of the game was well worth spitting my fingernail open for. Hannah, playing left back in extra time against City, completely out of position, yet completely held her own. Wendy, for me, has to be win- the winning goal in the Conti Cup final against Arsenal. Kate, so many, but I love the long ball for Millie to Beth at Birmingham when we won six 0 Plus scoring the first goal at Stamford Bridge versus Spurs.
0: Yeah, you can see, you know, from then comments just how much you know, the fans think of Bethany, and you know she did a lovely post actually on Instagram after making that hundred appearances. Um. I'll read it out now in case you haven't seen it. Um, So she wrote, Three and a half years ago, I was sent out on loan thinking that that was my last game in a Chelsea shirt. I left thinking maybe I wasn't good enough or that I was out of my depth or that I didn't deserve to be there. Many know my story, but few know the struggles. Making my 100th appearance for this great club is proof of never underestimating the underdog. To every little girl, boy or adult out there that no one can define you. No one can define your worth and always believe in yourself. So many lessons have been learnt along the way. Thank you to every single person who's been on this journey with me. And that really sort of resonated with me. I didn't sort of, someone that's not new to women's game, no sort of left story, sort of just see her as this great striker, but she's worked for everything that she's got and she deserves all the success that she has. And she deserves Phil Neville to be sacked as England manager right now and someone else put in place <laughs> that's going to put her up front every game that England play. She's obviously got more competition at Chelsea this year and all that is going to do is raise her game. She's going to get better and better and better. And I love seeing her play. I love seeing her score. Jane, I'm sure you agree. Any final words on, on Beth?
1: Yeah, like you said with Phil, what more can she do to get caught? Like, it took her so long to get her first call-up for England, but still now she doesn't get the play time. She should get so much more and Phil says that she needs to do more. But like many Chelsea fans will say, she, like she's doing as much as she can. So hopefully, once he's gone, she will get her England playing time that she deserves.
0: New merch idea. Phil's an idiot. <laughs>
1: That'll
0: look great on t-shirts. We're, sure. we're
1: coming up with good merch ideas in this podcast.
0: We've got merch all over the place. We're going to have to get a stall set up at the ground maybe when we're allowed back. <laughs> Let's get into preview mode now. Um, tomorrow night, Chelsea take on Benfica in the second leg of that Champions League tie. With a five-goal lead, I'm expecting a lot of changes to the team, allowing some more rest for the for the weekend game. Jane, who are you expecting to come in for this game? So what players do you think are going to get their chance to play?
1: Um, I'm hoping the likes of Jesse Fleming... And the Neve Charles get to start or at least play. Um, I don't know if Emma will change her goalkeeper, maybe put Telford in, or maybe even give Emily Orman a chance, but then she might stick with Berger just to keep it safe. Who knows what Emma is going to do? She does what she likes. <laughs> um, I don't. Maybe a couple more of the youngsters maybe getting their chances. Who knows?
0: Now, Emma did kind of hint at, um allowing some players to get some playing time. What did she actually say so we can have this documented on record?
1: We did not have many games at the start of this season and I've, I had a lot of frustrated players who weren't getting t- game time. But I built a squad to cope with the demands of the season. I don't know how many top teams will make five subs like I was able to. It shows my value to them and the impacts they make. I think everybody will be involved in the next two weeks.
0: So yeah, I think there's gonna be I don't know if it's gonna make wholesale changes. Maybe she'll keep, you know, three or four of the big guns in then look to bring them off after half time, sort of just to make sure, you know, five nil is a great lead, but if you win five nil you can lose five nil is you know a motto that I think the players should go into this game with now in the script I've written I'm looking forward to seeing who she picks and whoever she does pick will have the honor of being the Chelsea players I see live for the first time at King's Meadow. What an honor that will be for them obviously, there is no fans allowed at football grounds anymore because London's gone into tier three so no supporters. Are you disappointed, Jane? I know I'm sort of devastated that I got myself a ticket for the first game after so long of saying I'll come and then I get shut down, locked down,
1: can't go. What I've what I worked out, we've only gone into tier three because no one wants you going to a game. So if you hadn't have brought a ticket, we hadn't have gone in we wouldn't have gone into tier three. So it's your fault.
0: <laughs> Look, I brought two tickets somehow. I had two. I was going to find another Dean Mears and then have two Dean Mears at the game. That would have been great. I can't no, believe I it. No, am,
1: I am gutted. Like We haven't been to a Champions League, League game in over a year. And obviously to go to the first game back uh, the other week and now for it all to just go behind closed doors again is gutting.
0: Yeah, hopefully it's, you know, not too long into twenty twenty one that we can get back to Kings Meadow. And as soon as the tickets go back on General Sow, I'll buy three this time, see if that works. <laughs> see if um Boris holds out for me. Um on to the Sunday's game. Our WSL opponents are Alex Morgan and her Tottenham Hotspur team. Um Jane, give us the background on, on Tottenham so far this season.
1: They've They've done well in some games. They've I think they've got some class players this season. Obviously that they signed the likes of Alex Morgan, who didn't start she was injured when she first joined, but now she's getting back to being fit and obviously she scored last week she scored a penalty. So I think they do mean like all clubs mean business. But to sign a big player like Alex Morgan, I think they really do want to do the best they can do.
0: Now, in the men's game, this is one of, if not the biggest game in Chelsea season. You know, the rivalry with Tottenham is huge. It's obviously got a lot more intense now that Tottenham are sort of up there and the top sort of challenging for the title as well as Chelsea. Does this game have the same intense rivalry in the women's game?
1: I don't think, I don't think it's as, as big as the men's game. Obviously, I th- like Tottenham's women's team, they haven't been; they've only been in the Le- the women's Super League. I think they came up last season, so this is only their second season in the league. Like the big games in the women's league is the likes of Arsenal City, us United. So I don't think it is as big for men's supporters, as soon as you see Chelsea versus Tottenham, no matter what, like if it's the women's team or the youth team, it is, so it is a big team. It is like a rival for the team, but in a, for a women's game, it's not as big as the men's.
0: Yeah, they played last night, actually, the under-23s, and there was um, a bit of a kerfuffle you know, one of the Chelsea players yeah, right. booted a Tottenham player and a uh, bit of a handbag, shall we say, I was, they, um, <laughs> they brought out. I was
1: watching and I was like, oh, a, a, a bit of a fight.
0: Yeah, feisty. Um, <laughs> we've already mentioned Alex Morgan as sort of the standout talent for Tottenham. Any other players in their squad that we should keep a close eye on as well?
1: Um, I think Alex Morgan is the main one to watch, really. Obviously, she, as she's slowly coming back, obviously she gave birth, I think it was like six months ago. Um, so obviously to come back from giving birth and coming back from injury, like as weeks go on, she's just going to get better and better.
0: Hopefully uh, starting after this weekend though. Because we don't want her yeah. to be too good <laughs> on Sunday. Um, So the last sort of two weeks we've done predictions, we've been predicting some healthy victories. We've had some tough games. I think Tottenham might be the biggest challenge yet. You know, they're sort of the best team on paper, so to speak. So let's look at sort of the prediction, Jane. Is it going to be a close game like the last two league games have
1: been? Um, I think it could be a close game. I don't think it's going to be as close as the Brighton game. Um, I feel like whatever I predict, I'm going to be wrong like I have been for like the last few weeks. But
0: I am going to go with a 3-0 win. 3-0. I can see where you're coming from. You know, Sam Kerr's in great form. France just broken the record. Everyone's feeling pretty good. We should go through in the Champions League this week into Tottenham. The team flying last game before Christmas. Why not (laughs) 5-0? It could be a close game, but we could win 5-0 and I'm going to predict 5-0. And then when we come back next week, and we've won 5 nil. I'm gonna say I told her so. Okay. Time for the emails. We've got one this week, and this was actually received on Instagram from Oliver Watkins. Um, this was originally sent to the sort of the original Chelsea fancast show. So some of the comments obviously just relate to that show. But as you'll see, as Jane reads this out, it is focused on us. So uh, Jane, take
1: it away. Hi, Chid and JK and guest, Dean and Jane. Just a quick email to say thank you for the great podcast. I want to see more of Alex on the show, please. She's great. I love her story about Rudiger and the little boy and his hedgehog. Now to the big part of my email. I love the, the Went to Mo Kings Meadow podcast with Jane, Dean and Jane. They're amazing and very much needed for helping people get into the women's side of Chelsea. And the women's team deserve a lot if you look At how good their team is, and what they have won, and are looking to win this year, and the WSL have a lot more amazing new players from the USA, like Alex Morgan. Sad to see her at Tottenham, but all for the league. But I'm all for the league to get better players. I don't know a lot about Chelsea, about the Chelsea women team, but my favourite player is Bethany England. I've seen that Frank Kirby is now the all-time leading goal scorer for Chelsea, and they signed the world-class Peniel Harder. Looking forward to the next show of Chelsea fancast on Went Moking's Meadow. Any chance this can be sent to Dean and Jane, as a lot of this is about their show, I will send it to them on Instagram too. Anything about it, thanks to all the amazing work that the fancast family does, you all deserve so much love. Your show helps so many people with their day-to-day lives. As will always, I hope the email makes some sense as it's edited, if if it's needed or whatever. Thanks, Oliver Watkins.
0: Yeah, lovely message from Oliver to to receive. Uh, lovely lad. Um, you know it's great to hear that. You know we're helping people get into the women's team because that's what sort of we set out to do. And to get myself into the team and to hopefully bring some others along. And I know a lot of people listen from the fan cast, the main sort of men's team show have come over with us and you know we're thankful to them and hopefully they're enjoying it as much as oliver um so thanks again to oliver and you know remember if you want to say anything about the team about the games about the show you know just get in touch with us um we're at went to and we will read out every email just like they do on the main show but we're not jk so we can't read it as theatrically or as or as good really but you know we'll, we'll give it a good try um, that's about it for this week um, Jane it's been a pleasure I've written here that I'll see you tomorrow at King's Meadow um, I won't do that um, sorry I had your no. Christmas present had your birthday present ready I had your brother's money I've got some money for your brother he's not going to get that now tell him it's gone <laughs> forget about it's
1: it
0: gone. wait till next year
1: I still want my birthday and Christmas present though
0: we'll see about that You know, <laughs> tier 3 gonna so be I, might just down.
1: Come ra- I might just stand at your f- like in front of your door at a distance and receive it if that's okay. i
0: will better get it wrapped and put into a bag then. <laughs> um, Jane, pleasure to talk to you. We'll be back next week. We'll talk about the two games that we, we've got this week. Um, looking forward to speaking to you then. Thank you.
1: Yep, thank you. Uh,
0: remember, email us went to mokingsmeadow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and all emails get read out on the show. You can also follow us on Twitter, catch us there at mokingsmeadow.com instagram at went to mo kings meadow you can follow me at dean mears at jane at jane chapel x and until next time chelsea fans from kings meadow to wembley keep that blue flag flying high